Welcome to the Nurse Mark Podcast, where we talk about everything health, happiness, cannabis. We'll delve into all aspects of what it means to live a powerful, healthy life. Everything from exercise to nutrition to mindfulness and how to use cannabis as a means to alleviate some of the most common health issues we face. My motivation and passion come from the fact that I personally had to explore all these areas to deal with lifelong depression and mood disorder. For me, it's personal. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. Hey, folks, welcome to the Nurse Mark podcast. My guest today is Jacques Theron. So how do you say your last name, Jacques? It depends. I say Tehran. Um, in South Tehran. Africa, we say Tehran. Um, uh-huh. Tehran, there's nothing wrong with it. Okay, Jacques Tehran. And <laughs> here's, here's the 411 on Jacques. Jacques was born in Australia in 1971. He's got degrees in architecture and psychology languages. And since 1996, he's been working as a breathwork facilitator and trained as a rebirther. He's got continued and active interest in astrology, mythology, shamanic practices, and oil painting. Jacques focuses in sessions and workshops to facilitate inner transformation geared towards concrete shifts in day-to-day life, thus allowing greater well-being, purposeful existence, and spiritual growth. He's currently based in Sao Paulo, Brazil, and runs regular workshops worldwide. Jacques, welcome to the Nurse Mark Podcast. Thanks, Mark. Great to be here. Oh, my gosh. So you have such the interesting background. Oh, my gosh. So architecture and psychology. How did did those two meet? right here <laughs> well i've always loved art um especially as a teenager teenager i mean as a teenager art really was my psychotherapy it was my release mm-hmm. and uh, so it was always just in my mind i'm going to be an architect when i grow up and then i studied it i loved it but i didn't see myself becoming an architect and then i felt this calling towards sort of more psychological spiritual work mm. and um so it kind of developed in that way and I mean I still now I you know I do a lot of artwork myself and I see art as one of the most powerful means of transformation and spiritual connection. Talk more about that because I mean art has it's a different meaning for everyone right it's very subjective and so for you you've connected to the spirituality within art itself how, how did how did that come about how did how do you see that? Well, first of all, I think, uh, you know, with, I've, I've, I've done ceramics extensively mm-hmm. and also oil painting and just, you know, for a personal practice, um, there's obviously the satisfaction of at the end of the day, creating something and, you know, saying, well, you know, that's what I've spent my four hours on and there it is. But also there's that absolute focus that comes with painting, for example, you know, you're focusing all your attention on one little inch of the canvas and it's it's just a very powerful meditation it just really mm. keeps you in the moment okay there i get it now it's that it's that focus it's that if you're focused in that one inch spot on the canvas your thoughts are nowhere else like you yeah. are there in the moment okay that makes a lot of sense and and also you know i think i mean art is there's something else to art you know there's this 
you know, it's almost like when you, you know, when you're creating a work of art, a work of art, you're kind of editing your thoughts or your your conscious of your thoughts, your conscious of what you're putting out into the world. So it's also a practice of awareness and mindfulness, and and then channeling something sublime. You know, hopefully, you know, you know, when you get into that zone of art, you can kind of channel something else and put it into into the material. So it's mm. kind of a basic philosophy i think of you know all my, my my work especially breath work it's like you're taking the ethereal and you're putting it sort of into the material world mm -hmm. that's a great segue into into the conversation that really was driving this uh ask of you to be a guest on the show so i participated in one of your week-long workshops via zoom because of course Number one, you're in another country, but number two, we're in this crazy pandemic moment. Um, and, and it was my first time, although I'm a trained yoga instructor and I have that breath work uh, um, education behind me, it was really the first time that that's all I did was, was be in the moment of breath work. And, and I'll tell you from a personal standpoint, it was one of the most powerful experiences that I've had. And, and, you know, I've participated in a lot of other consciousness expanding experiments, right? This was amazing. So let's talk about that. You got you, how long have you been doing breath work? Well, since uh, about 95, which, mm -hmm. so that's about 25 years now. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, when I first did it, it was kind of offered to me as a gift. Uh, someone was, you know, doing an apprenticeship and they needed case studies. And so they, you know, gave it to me, you know, for very reasonable prices. And it just changed my life completely. You know, I just mm. from session to session, I just saw how in my manifest reality, in my, in my physical world, things just changed. So I couldn't not follow up on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I get that. That's how I ended up being a yoga instructor. Yeah, I went exactly. I went for a week long immersion and I'd never been introduced to it. And, you know, once you experience it, you just exactly. have to. I was driven. I had to become a certified instructor because it just yes. had to be done. Yes. And now that's where I'm at with breath work. It was amazing. So right. what is it about breath work? that that causes that shift like it's just breathing yes my i mean there's obviously many explanations my mm -hmm. sort of explanation or understanding of it is you're taking the ethereal on the breath literally you're putting it into your body and then you're making it real and i mean that's even can be seen in the etymology of the word you know in latin uh, and, and obviously in, in modern Spanish, respiración basically means to re-spirit yourself. Mm. Inspiración, which means to breathe in, means to take spirit in, but it also means to be inspired. And then expiración is basically to expire, to die. So your out-breath is you know, taking spirit out of you. Mm -hmm. um, so you're releasing the past. So every, every breath is taking in inspiration, letting out the past, and in that way you're kind of tanking up and building up this energy you're getting re-spirited with every cycle so yeah you're taking the ethereal you're putting it into your body once it kind of becomes integrated and that's for me the real power of breathwork is it's, a, it's actually a visceral experience that your your body your cells get and once that becomes integrated 
then you're just naturally going to sort of emanate that energy and it's just going to extend into your life quite naturally. Absolutely was the experience that I had. It really yes. was. Uh, it really was that experience of, you know, once we got done with the session, we did it five days in a row. And once we got done with the session, I, I had to stay in that moment for a period of time afterwards, right? Yes. And integrate that whole experience yes. in because it was powerful. It was a visceral, physical experience. Exactly. And uh, in, oh my gosh, uh, the things that happened that week, Jacques. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. I think the thing is a lot of people want to meditate, for example, but mm. they find it really hard to, to discipline the mind or to focus. It's, and it's, it's a practice. It's, it's work. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And the beauty of breath work is you don't need to do anything to the mind. You just need to breathe and put all mm -hmm. your thoughts into that mechanical process. And then it, it takes over. So it, it's not just this head sort of experience that many people struggle with. It puts it into the body. It does its own thing. I mean, breath work brings on a trance, you know, it brings on a light or Absolutely. very deep trance. Mm -hmm. So, so it's yeah. just about changing the breath rhythm, you know? Yeah. And it's something, I think that's what really uh, was, was eye opening for me was that it's, it's something that you do every day, all yes. day long, your whole life. It's what you don't, I mean, when you stop, that's pretty much ex expiration. Yes. You're, you're yes. done. And, and you don't pay any attention to it because it's autonomic. It's always there. It's just going. But when, when you focused us onto the breath, and you did the different cadence and rhythms and it really it really was a moment of meditation because that's the the thoughts just go away because we're focused like you said about painting you're focused in that one area when you're focused on that breath that's all you're focused on and it opened and it opened up this this i guess i would say it was a trance opened up this moment where yes wow wow so yes exactly so where did you where did you get trained in this did you just like pull from different breathwork disciplines because i know there's different you know as you said there's different definitions and methodologies and um how did you compile what you do into into your unique sort of chocolate cake <laughs> did you get all the like, ingredients for your chocolate cake <laughs> so I started out training as a rebirther. So I did the, the sort of Leonard or Sandra Ray rebirthing technique, which is kind of quite big um, worldwide. And then from there, I started exploring holotropic breath work quite a bit. Then I started getting involved with, you know, with other shamanic practices. So I started incorporating shamanic elements into it. So it's, it's really about experience and it's, mm -hmm. it's really just about practicing. It's about doing, doing, doing. And then you start to get the inspirations. You start to realize what works for you. And then I kind of started to compile, you know, different techniques for very specific, you know, areas, you know, so you can breathe in ways that are more intuitive. You can breathe in ways that are more sort of a little bit more directed, perhaps, you know, working with, with certain symbolism. So, yeah, it's, it's kind of just developed through showing up. So you do incorporate a lot of different things within your particular offering of, of breath work uh, workshop. 
the shamanic thing is really of interest to me. Where, where did you pick that up along the way? Was that something that you got when you were young in, in Australia? Or is it something that somewhere along the line you just became interested in? Is someone introduced you to it? Right. No, it's something that was always there. I was always interested in, you know, paganism, in kind of earth religions. And what always fascinated me was how, you know, across the board, different cultures, different time periods, you know, all of those old religions are so similar. And I kind of wanted to get back to the roots of, you know, what our spirituality is. And, mm. you know, shamanism is one of the basic roots. So I kind of started studying. Um, that reading about it and then I you know I went to Peru and I had some some very deep experiences in Peru and here in Brazil as well and um, that sort of uh, got me interested in developing in that area as well. Hmm. So do you do you have a mentor that you've used for for the shamanism? I have in the past at the mm -hmm. moment I'm kind of I guess between mentors yeah. But um, yes, I have worked with various teachers in, in various different places. Mm -hmm. And did you find that it was that there was a commonality, that there was a common thread through that experience? Or was each one sort of a different experience within shamanism? I think I mean, yeah, there's I think there's different external forms in, in many senses. But I think the essence is always the same. And I think it's very important to kind of find the essence for yourself as opposed to getting attached to the external forms. Mm -hmm. So, um, you, know, you know, what I mean by that as well is I've found a lot of people, for example, they go to Peru, they do some work and then they try and become Peruvians, you know, and they wear ponchos and <laughs> you know, they, they try and sing like Native Americans. And it's, right. it's like, you know, it's. It's not about the external forms. It's about finding how that fits for you and then, uh -huh. and then developing that aspect. Interesting. So let's step back to rebirthing. So this is not something that I'm that familiar with. Tell, tell me about rebirther. What, right. what is that whole concept and, and how, did you, how did you practice that? So rebirthing is a little, it was developed in the 70s by um, Leonard Orr and Sandra Ray. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, obviously, since then, there are many other practitioners and, and many other currents within it. But the basic idea is that you want to work with releasing the birth trauma. Um, you know, the birth is considered to be the most traumatic aspect of life. And then other, you know, other aspects like, you know, conditioning and, and so forth. Mm -hmm. And the whole process with rebirthing, which I really loved, is that it's usually, you know, as a therapy, it's a 10 session process. Usually you do that once a week or once every two weeks. And each session is about two hours. And, you know, one hour is discussion and kind of analysis. And then the second part of the session is the actual breathe, where you breathe for 45 minutes. So it's a very beautiful balance between, let's say, more intellectual, rational side and mm -hmm. And going in through the breath to really integrate that and to ground it in your body. And what was amazing for me with that was every week I saw incredible shifts in my life. You know, so the week that we worked with relationships, you know, there were big shifts in my relationships. The weeks we discussed, you know, a prosperity consciousness, I saw changes in the prosperity in my outside world. So it was just this very beautiful dialogue between the session and the inner world and then really seeing something happening outside. And so you you personally experienced this 
and then became involved in sort of providing the services, providing that? Yeah. So I did an apprenticeship, yeah, with various people. Yeah. And um, yeah, and then I kind of just, yeah, just started doing it. Now, do you you still offer that in your, in sort of what you do? Yeah. So you do the rebirther. I do practice the rebirthing, but you know, mainly, you know, it's it's gone into a little bit more of a maybe a coaching style using different breathwork techniques and hypnosis mm-hmm. as well. But yeah, the, the I'm I'm eternally grateful to the rebirthing for for the wonderful it's, basis. You know, it it it's amazing what's available out there that people in general have not heard of, have not been exposed to. Yes, uh, I I'm it. This sounds very familiar in that. I had a person that I worked with, a gentleman named David Sohn, and he was uh, very active in the early 70s and all of these uh, sort of rebirther and, um, you know, philosophical endeavors. And he wrote a book called Escaping the Labyrinth, and it was about, you know, body memory and being held at the cellular level. And he talked about in our, and I did a session with him and worked with him for a period of time. Right. And he, he started off by talking about how we, you know, our experience begins in the womb. Like we literally are part of that whole experience. And even though we don't recall what it was like, that birth event is, is a traumatic yeah. moment, right? Exactly. exactly. If you think about it, you're in this beautiful space floating. You don't have to do anything. And all of a sudden you're, you're pushed out. Uh, and so, yeah, so a lot of his work has that sort of initial base of let's just deal with this and then get on exactly. to the rest of the stuff. So it sounds exactly. very, very much similar. Exactly. Now, is it like peeling an onion? You start with this layer of the birth and then you do, as you said, you went on to relationship and prosperity uh, is there is there a set format of things that you will work with a person or do you say what do you think you need to work with it's a bit of both um, I think a set format is, is is very interesting because you know relationships for example are always there are always going to be issues in relationships and, and how we we live out our relationships tells us so much about ourselves so mm-hmm. to look at those is really important to look at our relationship to money and it's not money per se but it's it's about how we give to ourselves you know how we are able to express ourselves in the world and of, you know of course we, we we don't need money to express ourselves in the world but mm-hmm. if if money becomes an impediment in our lives then we look at the impediment and what's behind mm-hmm. preventing us from mm-hmm. expressing ourselves more and then there's of course you know other areas like um, you know early conditioning early childhood and you know, one of the things I really love about rebirthing and its approach, and especially relating to birth itself, is that it, it looks at patterns of how we repeat patterns in our lives. So, you know, let's say your birth was a particular way. Whenever you you kind of give birth to something new in your life, you're going to subconsciously play out that birth pattern. So, for example, if you were a, a held back birth, you know, where you know it took very long to come out. Maybe you start suffocating a little bit, or maybe you start panicking a little bit because you know you're not moving forward. So in life, let's say when you want to start a new business, um, you're immediately going to kind of subconsciously go into that birthing process, and you might go through those steps of feeling the panic or feeling that you're not moving forward or that you're being held back in some way. So you know when you can kind of unpeel that onion a little bit, um, 
you start to create more flow in your life. You're not at the mercy of these unconscious patterns. Mm. And they're in play for everybody. Everybody gets that gets that stamp of whatever that pattern was. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It was similar. That that was it, you know, I think I think what David used was a was a form of, of rebirth uh, right. uh, therapy. Because when we talked, we talked about my birth. Now, my story is that my mother had a miscarriage at seven months prior to me. And so I was the next right. one. It, her right. first was a was a seven month, right. you know, uh, now that baby would have lived. But at that time, I uh, lived a few days and was gone. So for her, her experience was every time she bumped something during the pregnancy with me, anytime she would, oh, my gosh, am I going to lose this baby? So it was yeah. very much a containing thing, right? I yes. got that it was the imprint that I got was, yeah. you know, and you would have been seen as kind of a miracle child. You know, you yeah. would have been a lot of expectation put on you and mm -hmm. you know, all that miracle that's that's come after the tragedy. <laughs> right, right. So there's so we don't talk about that stuff generally. Yes. And, and to get that to get that exposed and to understand it really was it's a cathartic process. So it yeah. it, it helps to explain a lot of the different things that happen as you exactly. just described perfectly in sort of that, you know, prosperity mindset that, you know, we start to build that new business. And maybe if you had that long withdrawn birth experience, it becomes, you know, oh, it's suffocating. That exactly. is, that is interesting stuff. So what are you doing mostly now? Is it mostly breathwork facilitation mixed in with other stuff? Is that the primary thing that you're doing? It's yeah, at the moment, especially with, you know, with the pandemic and, and so forth, that is the main work. And mm -hmm. um, I've, I have, I did start doing sessions, you know, via, you know, via Zoom and so forth before, but um, that's become a big part of the work. And, mm -hmm. you know, interestingly, it, it works, you know, obviously, it's so much more, you know, comforting to have the person next to you to have mm -hmm. that physical contact. But the interesting thing for me about breathwork is the breath itself creates a container of safety for the participants. So mm. it's almost like you, you go into this bubble where you're kind of your body, your, your consciousness are working together. They're breathing together. So, you know, having, you know, not having that direct therapist contact is kind of held. So yes, in that way, that is the main work that I'm doing. Love it. So for folks who are out there, you know, we're in this situation that's, I mean, none of us have ever experienced this before, really. Yes. So it's a once in a lifetime event for us, this pandemic. And of course, that's going to be upsetting for a lot of people and a lot of anxiety around it. What do you, what do you recommend? Are there any, any quick things that someone can do, a centering, a, a breath thing that they can you know, that they can put into their daily routine or weekly or, you know, what do you, what do you recommend these days? Other than which I recommend is to do one of your workshops. I highly recommend that you, folks, all of his information will be up the website, everything. If you get an opportunity, you need to do a, a one of one of the, his, uh, his sessions. It's amazing. But in the meantime, before they get to that point, what can they do to sort of decrease that anxiety? Well, there's a, there's a little technique and it's very powerful. I call it 44 breaths. 
Um, it's, it's a counted breath technique. So we could, I could teach this and we, I could take people through this now if you want. And people yeah, let's do it. Because I, I, I actually use that pretty regularly now that I, I got that, I downloaded that meditation. And let me tell you, oh, everybody, we're in for a treat right now. If you put this in play, whew, look out. <laughs> yeah, I call this, um, I call this a turbocharger. You know, it's like mm. if you're low on energy, do this to get your energy up. If, and I, I think another very important thing, especially with the pandemic, is we need to find ways to kind of change roles and states in our life. So when you're going from work mode into evening mode, being with a family or whatever, do this to kind of cut the space between those two different mindsets. Oh my gosh, you couldn't be more spot on because we're all working remotely for exactly. the most part. Most of us are working exactly. remotely and that whole work life balance gets blown away. And so it's all one lump of time and it's not healthy. It's just exactly. not. Exactly. Good. We need all those, right. you know, we, we all have different roles that we play in the world and, you know, mm -hmm. getting into a car and driving back home is the transition or, you know, going to work is the transition in the car, but we need that. And also, you know, this technique can be used when, you know, when you are feeling anxiety or, you know, very often, especially when we're in this sort of, you know, working from home situation, emotions come up. Up and we don't even know why they've come up but it might be something that was triggered you know 30 minutes ago by something someone said and then you go into this mode and you sit with those emotions without even knowing why for the next hour or two so mm -hmm. if that comes up break it with this process so that you can be in the moment again and not in some silly you know not in some silly emotional turbulence yeah so very simply how this works is it's seven long deep breaths and then it is 14 medium breaths. So I, I do this in sets of seven. So it's 14 medium, which means it's two sets of seven. Mm -hmm. And then it's three sets of seven or 21 fast breaths. Mm -hmm. And then after that, we'll do a long inhale and hold it in. And then we'll do an exhale and hold it out. So in that way, we are doing, we're going into different modes of the brain because the breath actually you know by changing how we breathe we change the brain frequency so when we do the, the deeper breaths we're going into a deeper like a theta or delta frequency which mm -hmm. is very deep meditation or sleep the medium breaths are an alpha frequency where we are you know, where there's a little bit more integration between our inner world and the outer world and then the fast breaths the beta is where we're kind of reacting to the world where we're energized where we're looking outward and sort of preparing for you know for what we need to do and then that that deep holding in breath is kind of the breath of life where we're kind of expanding ourselves and, and we might want to think about something in your life you want to expand and then the breath of death is you know where you're breathing out it's quite mm -hmm. uncomfortable that is where you're letting go of stuff and that is where you're sort of releasing so you know i think the beauty of breath always is you can have an intention if you want but you really don't need to think about anything because the breath kind of takes you the into that. It will guide breath. you where you need exactly. to go. It takes yeah. you to your inner healer, your inner guide. So, yes. so just do the breath. So um, seven deep breaths, 14 medium, 21 fast, mm -hmm. then the two um, breaths at the end. But obviously, I'll take you through it. Good. So I suggest you all just uh, close your eyes, sit up straight, uncross arms and legs. So we'll start with the seven deep breaths through the nose or the mouth. 
14 medium. Twenty-one fast. Now breathing in and holding in. Just be aware of your body, your mind, your emotions as you hold it in. This breath of life expanding your consciousness, your awareness, coming back into yourself, coming back into your inner guide, your inner healer, which knows what you need right now, what's right for you. And also just expanding your positivity, your optimism, your sense of aliveness, health, and now you can exhale, inhale briefly, and then on the exhale, you'll keep your lungs empty. And this is the breath of death, the breath of release. Just think perhaps of something you want to let go of day to day at the moment or in general, an old pattern, an aspect of your life that no longer serves you. That might be a little bit uncomfortable to hold your breath out, to hold your lungs empty. Just hold on a little bit longer. And now you can inhale and just keep your eyes closed. And give yourself some space now to just feel what's coming up emotions or physical sensations, thoughts, but above all, try and connect to a deeper sense of yourself or of meaning in your life, a deeper sense of what's important, what you value. And also just taking a moment to be grateful for your health, for your loved ones, for your resources, the food in your stomach, shelter over your head, and all the extras you have that allow you to thrive. Just give thanks also for your purpose, your passions, what makes your life worth living. And now you can just take another long deep breath and return by being back here in the room, opening your eyes. And that is amazing. <laughs> Good. Just a shift, just like that. Yes. And that's all you need. What an amazing tool in the toolkit. <laughs> so you're yes. right. At the it uh, a transition between the segments of your life, like especially now you were spot on the transition between 
okay, now is when I'm going to go from work <laughs> to family <laughs> or yes. to some other endeavor, right? Exactly. Wow. Yeah, wow. absolutely. Fantastic. And that, so, oh, I got, I have to tell you that that is that small, easy practice. The power in that is amazing. And, you know, you can, you can do three sets of that or, or more, you know, to take you into a successively deeper space. And it is very safe. You know, some breathwork techniques, you know, when you're just breathing, to go deeper, you might sort of drift off into a zone. But with this one, because you're counting your breaths, because you're seated, mm -hmm. you know, it's very safe and you can just really expand and, and take yourself wherever you want yeah. to go. I use that a lot also, sorry. I yeah, use that a lot also for, uh, you know, if I'm stuck, if I'm blocked in my mm -hmm. idea, if I need a bit of inspiration, if I need to see something from a different perspective, just do that, clear the mind. And that insight just allows you to get a different perspective. Mm -hmm. Powerful. And it's funny you mentioned that, you know, if you do this, uh, do subsequent, you know, 44 breaths or whatever that particular breath work that you're, you're doing that day, it'll bring you to progressively deeper states. I can, I can remember clearly during one of the sessions that you were doing in the, in the, um, in the breathwork facilitation that I attended, there was a moment where, you know, I wasn't even breathing. Like I had just not, it just dropped away and I went somewhere and then I realized, oh yes, breathwork. And then <laughs> yes. got back into the rhythm again, but I completely went somewhere else. Yes. And it was, it was just, it was, it was an amazing experience. Exactly. Really. And you know, I think I think that's the interesting thing about it is it's it's our most basic function, but just by bringing consciousness into it, mm -hmm. um, it becomes a tool for alchemy and for transformation. It's it's like fasting. You know, eating is our, one of our basic functions. When we change how we eat, we change our relationship to our body. When we change how we breathe, we change our relationship to our mind because the breath kind of symbolically relates to the mind and our thoughts and you know i'm you know i'm someone who tends to be more sort of in my head more intellectual and that you know the breathing for me just really brings me back into my body into the mm. moment it gets those excessive thoughts out of the way to mm -hmm. enter those deeper more meaningful thoughts as opposed to the sort of the noise that that, that can happen in the head yeah that's right just to get rid of that consistent Thoughts that always come. I mean, exactly. we really don't have any control over that, honestly. Yeah. They just appear and you deal with whatever it is. And you bring your awareness somewhere else, and then the thought stream starts on that particular subject. But exactly. all of this kind of strips it away and gives you a moment. And I love the fact that exactly. you mentioned it gives you that moment of clarity. Like, so you can use this tool anytime you want, sitting in the car before you go into a meeting or whatever the case may be. Just not when you're driving. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. You don't want to do this while you're driving. That's a good point. Right. Right. Yeah. Nor do you want to meditate. You know, it's, it's just totally those things are things you want to do when you're in one location. Oh, that is, that is yeah. so good. And it does, it does bring about inner transformation. So if you do with, with the breath work, you do like you did the workshop for a week 
um, and you facilitated transformation. A lot of the people, you know, were part of a group and we shared our experiences and there was that common thread of really having a transformative experience during that week long session. So do you see that for most people, that's what, that's what occurs for them? Absolutely. Yeah. 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 The, you know, the thing with the breath is, and I, you know, I kind of speak about the, this inner healer or this inner guy. The, the thing with the breath is it connects us to an inner knowing of the body. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when we're, you know, when we're too busy in our heads and, and focused on external things or we're stressed out or we're eating wrongly, um, the body, you know, the, the processing of all of that information takes so much energy. Mm. So when we breathe consciously, we're not only filling ourselves up with life force, energy, prana, but we're also just creating space for for the body, the inner being to kind of just readjust itself. So for me, um, you know, after a breathwork session, always uh, one is one re, you know reestablishes a balance between you know the body, the mind, the emotions, and the spirit, so that we can just kind of work together as opposed to different aspects being excessive or, you know, sort of underdeveloped. So it just kind mm. of restores a natural balance. And when we're in natural balance, we can see things with clarity. And then um, also, you know, again, we're breathing this, this life force energy. We, we, this life force energy is then going in and feeding us where that, where that is needed. Mm. I love that analogy that, that, that the four parts just become integrated and not yeah. one is is ruling the roost so to speak exactly. and exactly. you know in, a, in, in the western society you know it usually is the physical side takes over right and so the other side don't the the spiritual side is kind of neglected a little bit yeah and, all yeah. the intellectual is also um over activated you know because you know all work on computers and with technology you know it engages the intellectual faculty so you yeah know, very distorted in that direction you know now with also with you know with the pandemic issues and mm-hmm. situations we're literally sitting in front of our computers the whole time thinking things and looking at flashing pictures you know so it's mm-hmm. really the head that's activated yeah it is and it's and it all becomes about what you know instead of what you feel so you get exactly. that disconnection yeah. from from the experience of the world and you know i don't know about you i think you appear to be similar to me in that we're people people right we we need that connection we need that physical closeness with other human beings and so this has been really you know it's been really tough right not having that ability to go out and actually connect with folks and and be in the space of the energy yeah Yeah. so it becomes that intellectual endeavor i think i think on that score it's almost like our bodies speak a different language to our heads and our, our words you know so when we're around other people, even if we don't say anything, there's there's kind of a, a communication between the bodies. There's a closeness, and it doesn't even need to be around touch. It's just a sense of, okay, there are other bodies, and I'm safe because there are other bodies around me, and they're not hostile. And right, you know, it's, it's a deeper level of communication that we we're lacking, you know. And mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I th- yeah, think, I think the breath, I think the breath can compensate because it gets us back into our bodies so deeply, you know. And that's, and that is, that is part of the magic. (laughs) Yes. It really happens. So, man, I just encourage folks to check you out on your website. What I'm going to have it up on the show notes, but why don't you share the website where some, where folks can actually reach out because they're going to do this 44 breaths that we just did. 
And they're yes. and I'm telling you, they're gonna want to find out more about you, my friend. <laughs> Thank you. So, so yeah, our website is floatingpages.com. And we've got, you know, several courses like we've got a six-step uh, breathwork transformation process. We've also got several YouTube videos, which is, you know, which teaches other breathwork techniques. And um, so, yeah, just be in contact. And, you know, we've got, we've got lots of material that can really help you on the path here. On the path. And you can, and you can alleviate that stress and get back to that balance. It's exactly. a beautiful, beautiful thought. Anything else that you'd like to share with the, with the folks that are listening, Chuck, before we wrap it up? I just, yeah, I just think that, uh, that the, the power of, of the breath is that it, it, makes, it makes our thoughts real. So, you know, whenever we want to transform, you know, there's many different ways of transforming in our lives. But we always have to kind of get out of our heads and get into our bodies, get into our lived experience. And breathwork is just really one of the ways to do that. So, you know, when people struggle with overcoming addictions, for example, the reason why it's so difficult is because it's, it's coming from the head. It's like, I want to change, but my body doesn't get that I need to change. Mm. But, you know, so when we integrate the head and the body, the emotions, um, we kind of can work together as a unit, as opposed to different parts of ourselves fighting. And, um, you know, so I think any therapy technique, breathwork or otherwise, is always powerful when we, when we bring all the different aspects together. And mm. um, you know, it's, it's yeah. all about transformation. And, you know, in these times mm. of transition in the world, we all need to transform. We all need to be in step with the changes. And um, so, yeah, there are tools in these difficult times. And here we are. We just, you just shared a beautiful tool in the 44 breath. There's more on your website, floatingpages.com. Jacques, thanks for being a guest on the podcast. I am so grateful and honored to have you on here and appreciate everything that you're doing and healing people in the world, my friend. Thanks, Mark. That was a lovely session. Lovely to be with you always. Have a wonderful day. I hope to see you soon, physically, in person at some next thing that we do. Really exactly. looking forward to it. All right, folks, thanks for listening in. I appreciate you being here. And I hope that you got what you needed out of this session. And really try the 44 breaths, check out the website. And that's a wrap.